Monday, 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Shirt Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I am joined by many, many comedians, all very excited to do their jokes for you, radio listening audience, and for each other. It's the Joke Workshop, so they'll be using the microphones around the building to give each other positive feedback. Oh my God, a bunch of comedians being positive. Can you believe it? Yep, it's Joke Workshop. Thanks so much for donating $2 to Mutiny Radio for the time, because boy, do we need the money. If you are a Mutiny Radio listener, you can always press that donate button right at the top of our page, mutinyradio.fm. When you're downloading all those awesome free podcasts, throw us a bone, throw us a dollar, throw us $2, five bucks, that'd be great. Trying to keep the doors open here at Mutiny Radio tonight. We have a really full list, so hey, do your stuff. Uh, when you hear the horn, means you have a minute. For new comedians, it's a good thing to practice what a minute actually feels like, so you don't um, run the light at other venues. You want to know what that minute feels like. And uh, again, don't forget to donate the $2 to Mutiny Radio, because we really do need the money. And uh, yeah, by, by we, I mean we. We as in me. I am, I am the person that you're giving the money to, and I appreciate it, because... Boy, I'm not applying for taxes yet this year because the government, who knows if it's real or not and if we have to pay taxes this year. But if we do, it's, that's expensive. Do we have to pay taxes this year? I don't know how that works. Uh, your first comedian of the night. Uh, please remember, everybody, this show is as good as you decide to make it. Pay attention to each other. Um, take notes and give them comments that you think are helpful. If you're standing up on stage and you're like, no one's saying anything, remember that you can lead the discussion also. You can say, hey, remember this joke that I said that you didn't laugh at? Why? <laughs> and then we can answer those questions for you. Your first comedian of the night, his name, last name might be Kenny or Kenner. Hard to tell. Uh, he's not a doctor, but he sure writes like one. Put your hands together, everybody, for Shane Kenny Kenner. What's going on? I'm Shane Kenny. Um, did anyone see that blood moon recently? It was crazy. The whole moon turned red. No drugs required. It was cool, though, but that blood moon made me really grateful for science. Because science lets us know that that's an eclipse. That's a natural event. Without science, it's really easy for some tribe to see the blood moon and go, Oh, God. We have to kill a baby. The moon god has turned red. We have to kill a baby. And that's how religion got started. People didn't know how nature worked. Priests would make shit up to help them cope. Like, why did that giant flood happen? Uh, we, uh, we have to drown a virgin. The ocean god's mad. Trust me, those two events are completely related. Like, science lets me know that when I get sunburned, it's caused by UV radiation and not the sun god being mad at me for trying to live in a place with warm weather. People say, though, like, times are crazy, like, things are strange, and I'm a big history geek, and things have always been crazy. We just weren't as exposed to it as much. Like, for most of human history, your only sources of information are the people in your family or village. And then books came along, and more ideas started to spread slowly. But now we got the internet, and we got information from all over the earth about everything all at once and our monkey brains do not know how the fuck to handle it. Like, it's like that video when they throw 100 tennis balls to one dog, and instead of being happy, the dog just has an anxiety attack. Like, the tennis balls are information, we are the dog. 
We can handle one or two tennis balls. One hundred, and we start to panic. Like, we are not emotionally evolved enough to handle a 24-hour news cycle and mean Twitter comments. Like, in a hundred years, our grandchildren are going to be talking shit about us. Like, could you believe our ancestors would get depressed when a mass shooting, wildfire, and rape scandal would all happen in the same day? Like, what crybabies they were. We're just going to have to take that. Speaking of evolution, though, evolutionary psychologists recently discovered a lot of things we consider mental disabilities were actually key survival traits that helped us survive as we evolved. Like, insomniacs were the reason that we didn't get eaten by monsters in our sleep. They were the only ones that wake at night to keep watch, looking around like, Saber-Tooth Tiger! Saber-Tooth Tiger! Spears and fire! Go! Go! People with ADHD were actually the reasons humans migrated around the Earth to begin with. They couldn't sit still there pacing around going, I wonder what's behind that hill, and that hill, and that hill. Hey, let's build a boat and go across the ocean. What's the worst that could happen? And for a long time, there was no TV, no internet. So we didn't really have much in the form of entertainment rather than watching the fire. People with ADD were the original entertainers. We got some ideas, and we won't shut up about them. So people with ADD would get up in front of the tribe at night and tell stories to try to distract people from the rough living conditions. But hey, I'm glad we've come so far. Living conditions are still rough, and someone with ADD is still desperately trying to entertain the tribe. All right, I'm Shane Kenny. That's my time. Shane Kenny. Everyone. Oh, good. He's actually going to use the microphone now. Uh, that would be my first thing. It was really hard to hear you because you had the microphone way down by your chest. And it, at another venue, that might work. But because we're on the radio here, it was really quiet and hard to hear you. Just FYI. So you might want to. Yeah, sorry. The, there was, you go. Now you're using the microphone. Yeah, my voice was changing tones. So I didn't want to like deafen everyone. Well, you still have to hold the microphone yeah. in your face because I, I can modulate it from here, but right now I have it all the way up to the top because uh, there was nothing I could do. So just in the future, just, okay. the trick is to put it, a lot of people when they're learning, they put it on their chin and just list it, let it rest there. All right. And then that could be helpful. Thank you. Yeah. We are feedback a little in the room. If maybe we could turn the PA down the skosh. Uh, I can go back out there and do that in a sec, but the main problem is that when I have to turn the when I have to turn the microphones all the way up, they're going to cause feedback if you hold it down by your chest. That's all. Oh yeah. Any other? Hey, dude, you're really good at comedian. Uh, I like all your jokes. Uh, so the blood moon. Uh, they, they took the blood moon as a sign to sacrifice a baby, but we're in modern times now and we find out that sacrificing baby just feels fucking sweet, right? <laughs> uh, also, uh, you should kill the virgins because what good are they? That's the obvious thing. Um, and then the internet shit was like, uh, we pride ourselves on being an advanced uh, organism because we can think, but an inanimate object can do most of our thinking for us. Whatever. Uh, and then evolutionary psychology. Uh, you know, most human behavior can be traced back to some kind of evolutionary usefulness. So why do people jerk off on trees? <laughs> Thank you. Not sure if that was a comment or in support of my nonsense. Um, I was going to say, is this on? There you go. 
Oh, shit, I think that means it's my turn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, is, uh, y- I think that if you cut to the jokes or an example of the joke quicker, uh, it'll mm. get a bigger laugh. Um, you like do a big setup, and I kind of expect where you're going with some of it, but if you just jump mm. to Insomniac and then Sabretooth Tiger, that might get more. Thank you. I think the Blood Moon thing is actually really funny, but it needs like a different punchline. But I th- like, I'm just saying, like, even though like there wasn't much laughter, it's like it's a really good concept of like they saw the mood turn red, and then that would have really freaked you out if it wasn't for a thing. But it's, I think that's like a really good premise. Thank you. I feel like uh, with the Blood Moon, the term, this is kind of going to sound weird, but the term killing a baby is kind of loaded because it's used so much in uh, the abortion debate. So I would go with the word sacrifice like Dan used and potentially a child. Sacrifice my son, maybe a little more specific. Uh, I did double check on this. The sun god actually is mad at you. And... Then, uh, with, when you're segueing to religion from the blood moon, I wouldn't explicitly say, like, uh, and that's how religion started, you nincompoops who believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But I think it would be fine to just say, like, uh, it would be fun to be, like, an ancient priest of a primitive people or whatever, and then just talk about all the stuff you can do, like, anything that happens. Kill a baby. Uh, you you mentioned um, a lot of balls at one point, uh, the tennis balls, and like a hundred of them. I thought that was really funny, and it would have been a lot funnier if you would have. I feel like just talked about testicles just once. And when you were talking about tennis balls, it made me think of it made me think of batting cages, kind of like a hundred balls coming at you through those machines. And I was like, oh, he could do like maybe an act out of the either like the, the same things are being shot at you like you are the dog or you are somehow being pelted by mm-hmm. all these things I, I thought it was an interesting history lesson to equate it to batting cages or I mean not batting cages but the, all the balls I enjoyed that and then insomnia you start talking about insomniac which is kind of the opposite of the sun god so maybe there's something in there like maybe there's a night god that other people were worshiping I don't know <laughs> but the opposite, because insomniacs obviously don't praise the sun god because they're awake during the night. I don't know. Yeah, and that's kind of why, why those ideas, like one's at the beginning and one's at the end. And Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to like build upon like how just reality is so bizarre and crazy like that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe even name the tennis balls. Like, this is solar flares. This is Trump's administration. This is, like, all the things that are coming at you. Like, like you can name all the, some of the ridiculous things. That's like, a really good idea. Thank you. Um, I had one, one last thought. Um, I like your material. I think it's well-written. Part of me feels like it's, it feels a little too rehearsed sometimes. I, and this is just a tone note. But it might, you might have more effectiveness if you sound like you're coming up with the sun god mad at me, kind of like it's coming off the top of your head. Because mm-hmm. the, the jokes are there, I just think it almost feels like you're reading a script versus like having a conversation, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Just a thought. Yeah, thank you. I- Clap your hands together oh. for Shane Kenny! <laughs> Our next comedian. He's a funny man. Let's see what he does this week. Put your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh. 
Oh wow, wow! Thanks so much for. Oh wow. Anyway, I, uh, I recently I've, I've met I've, I've realized there's a group of people, like really hates white people. Like they really deeply in their true their souls they like hate white people. And that group of people is called other white people. It's uh, it's uh, they they hate them, and it feels different. You know what I mean? You ever hear listen to a white person talk about how much they hate white people? There's more hate there. There's more. It's different because I feel like maybe it's just that that's the w the way the world is. When white people hate a group of people, there's more. It's just worse, even if it is white people. Like they say awful heinous shit that I would never say. Like they're bad. Just kidding. I would say that anyway, huh? All the time. Just kidding. I'm nice to whites. I'm very nice to whites. I I treat them. I treat them real good. Treat them real good. Treat them like uh, equals. You know, even though you know maybe they don't deserve it. They do. We all deserve it. We all deserve the equal treatment. That's my. I'm Martin Luther King right here now, doggy. You think no? Yes. Thank you. I I have a dream. They're gonna shoot me in the head, baby. Where'd he get shot? No, he was shot from a. He was he was actually probably shot up here because. He was on a balcony and the guy was on the floor. Don't give me notes on my thing on Martin Luther King. It's not a, it's not a joke, and I don't want to hear what your opinions on it are. Um, be, unless, I, unless you have some hot takes about Martin Luther King. Then I want to hear it. Then, then that'd be cool. I want that. I want to hear your guys' hot takes on Martin Luther King, and only if it involves his, his, his many, uh, the fact that he cheated on his wife. I want to hear your negative takes on Martin Luther King. I want to see who's that hot. Who's got that? Anyways, okay. Um, that's all I care about. Um, I, uh, I was chatting up a girl at a bar the other day, and, uh, she said, and things, I felt things were going well, and she said to me, no, you'd be the perfect guy if you were white. So I looked her right in her racist eyes, and I tried to fuck her for another three hours. <laughs> I, uh, uh, oh boy. Uh, and, uh, I know some of you may be like, why'd you do that? But if I only fucked girls who respected me, I'd still be a virgin. Like, I need it. I need the sex, and I wanted it. You think I'm gonna let racism get in the way of me getting my freak on? Yes, because she didn't fuck me. She, uh, <laughs> she knew. She was, she had a plan. She went out, and she got her plan. So you gotta respect that, you know? I thought I could overcome racism, like Martin Luther King. But, you know, guys, I got shot in the head, just like Martin Luther King, metaphorically. My sex chances got shot in the head. God, that bitch was crazy. Just kidding, she was probably sane. Well, she was actually crazy, but, you know, it's misogynistic to call women crazy. Is it? Yes. Anyways, I, um, it is. Well, even if they are, but, you know, just be woke. Just say the woke things. Woke, woke, woke. Wokeity, woke, woke. Anyways, I'm pretty far from my, my 10-year high school reunion, but I still, what is the point of getting a bunch of 28-year-olds together and asking what their achievements have been? Like, what are you going to do? Brag about who has the fewest roommates, but still it's more than four? Like, it's, you know, like, hmm. I own a used car. Like, that's one of the achievements. I'm th a third of the way paying off my student loan debt. Like, that. that's going to be the flexes there. It doesn't work anymore. 20-year high school reunions now. 28 is the new 21. Is something people who are unsuccessful at 28 say. Uh, um, is, uh, you know. But, uh, you know. That's funny. That's good. That's good. That's good. Good shit. Good shit. What else? Oh, Cheetos. Flaming Hot Cheetos. What are they made of? They're called chips, but they're not made of potatoes. Is it corn? It's corn. I actually know it's cornmeal. I uh, I was like, what is it made of? I thought it'd be funny. The thing is, Flaming Hot Cheetos seem like they're made out of Flaming Hot Cheetos. Like, okay. Um, cool. I'm done.
Arjun Banerjee. Hey, don't ever, don't forget to give me the two dollars, everybody. White on white crime. I, I like it. I think that you should have done some brown on white crime and maybe shot her in the face with your spooge. Oh, with my spooge. With your spooge. Yeah, you wanted just you just wanted to do some brown on white crime and shoot her in the face, just like Martin Luther King with your spooge. Something like that. I Looks think like they'd be cute. Yeah, he shot them in the face. If you uh, wait till she's asleep, come on her eyes. She wakes up. She can't open her eyes. Can't see what color you okay. are. Okay. Okay. <laughs> are you trying to? That doesn't even sound like a bit. Like you were just giving me advice on how to sexually assault a woman. Like you were like, you were like, get revenge. This is what I do when they don't fuck me. Stop, Dan. Okay. I I I enjoyed this riff about how flaming hot Cheetos are their own elemental form. That was actually form. written material that I thought about. It was uh, I was wa- taken for a walk, trying to write material, and I thought it's thinking of random words. It, it was very off the cuff and felt good. That's because I did not prepare. <laughs> Other comments? You might have referred to this because I got distracted at the time by people saying things at me, but when you're talking about white people hating other white people, it might be fun to just kind of nudge to the fact that white people naturally have a lot of hate in their heart, and this is like the progressive way to direct it at each other. Uh, snaps. Also, I want to know, what, what are you trying to do with the Cheetos? Um, I just want to write material that's not about race or sex, so I'm just thinking of things I do a lot, or like that I think about a lot, and Flaming Hot Cheetos are just, I buy them so frequently. Real quick, the Flaming Hot Cheetos, if you don't know this, are an American success story. It was actually invented by a janitor who brought it to the executives, and they were like, this is good, let's make this, you're an American hero now. Yeah, no, it's a good example of corporate America listening to its, yeah, good, good, woke, woke shit. Um, when you do the white on white, you could actually reference brown on brown crime with the casting system Why? and use it. Uh, no, just no, 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 and just say it's not. It's not even close to that bad because the uh, casting and like say like we have that, but it's not even white on white. It's even worse. Oh well, I mean the cast system kills people, so mm. you know white people just white tell people. mean jokes. Yeah, that's true, but that's different. Yeah, white supremacists don't kill other whites. Do they? They might. They get in fights. They get in cool. That's cool. Gang wars between white supremacist gangs. It's a win-win, doggy. <laughs> Any other comments? Everybody clap wildly, Arjun Banerjee! Yay! Alright, everyone's being very helpful and nice. Appreciate it. Your next comedian. Oh, also, if if you um if anybody likes lighters and they are smokers of any kind, Mutiny Radio is now selling lighters for two dollars. What a deal. So if you want to buy a lighter, just trying to keep the keep the doors open your next comedian what a helpful young man he is he helps keep the doors open here at mutiny radio by getting me stoned all the time so that i don't hate my life put your hands together for mark neuer my my ear hole is my sluttiest hole thank thank you (laughs) No, it's just the neediest, it's the neediest of all of my orifices. You ever stuck a Q-tip in your ear after a shower? Have you? <laughs> I don't care what these people have done, Feldman. Not supposed to do that. No? 
My fucking ear hole craves it. It moans for it. Longs for Q. That's what it calls it, Q. Not even Q-tip. Gives the whole thing. Gets the whole fucking stick. It just takes it. Deep. Feldman. (laughs) Just felt better talking directly to you for a second. It's like one of my very first bits. Uh, I was changing the oil on my car the other day. I pulled out the dipstick. I like looked at the oil. I went to go put it back in the little tube, little engine tube for the oil dipstick. And I missed like 73 times. And it was at that moment I realized I could never be a pirate or a ninja. As soon as I pull that fucking thing out, I'm fucking people up. I go to put it back in. I'm fucking myself up. Ah. Stab myself in the leg. Now I need a fucking, I'm a real pirate. It's called a successful riff, that last part right there. That was amazing. God bless. So glad we're constantly recording here at Mutiny Radio. Is everyone paying their dues? Because I'm not. No, I am. Uh, Pam Benjamin gets $5 today. Why you got to do me like that, Pam? You Normally, you like shake your pants. You do backflips when I say $5. Oh, Pam Benjamin's going to get $20 today. Oh, yeah. Can I get 17 more minutes, please? Hold on. Wait a minute. Like Arjun Banerjee, I'm not prepared myself. My God, so I'm single, right? Go fucking figure. I keep running these chicks. They're like, wow, Mark, you have like the most beautiful eyes. And I'm like, well, thank you. And they're like, I have the most beautiful eyes. I'm like, yeah, they're great. She's like, if we had a kid, if we had a baby, it'd have the most beautiful eyes. Like, in the whole world. Like, if we had a baby, it'd be those adorable abortion you've ever seen. Like, ever. It'd be so beautiful. You could, like, pin it on a fucking wall. With, like, staples. Just staple it to the fucking wall, you know? Nice dead fetus. With the most beautiful eyes ever, right? <laughs> My God. Thank Jesus. When I, when I did have a girlfriend... She was like really into when I wore hats like this. She was like, I really like when you wear your hat straight forward, like correctly. It makes you look like a dad. And I was like, you know what else would make me really look like a dad? If you'd stop killing all the kids I put inside of you. I'd look like a whole biological father at that point. Like a real baby daddy. It'd be great. It'd be so good. Um, (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, fucking, I'm gonna give the time rest back to the room. Fucking, there you go. Mark Neuer, incredibly generous, not only with money, but also with his time. Uh, yay. You're getting so comfortable on stage, you just, it's so fun just to listen to you talk, but there's one thing that you're doing, maybe subconsciously, and you rock your weight back and forth on each foot. Just something to be aware of. Also, I looked up fetal eyesight development and uh, when do babies open their eyes in the womb? And it's, it's, it's not until 26 weeks of gestation. So I just want to let you know that most abortions, they won't have eyes yet. But it needs to be sort of. Do they of a, have a smile? It, yeah, I think they have lips and a smile. But just, just from a scientific standpoint, babies don't have eyes in the womb until like at least 20 weeks and most abortions are like between four and eight weeks so just something to yeah i mean like 
if you're trying to <laughs> if you're trying to like make it gross too like a, a late-term abortion is like is like more visceral like to think about than an early term one so like maybe you could use that somehow also you talked about hanging up the picture with staples you could maybe hang up the picture with uh like a coat hanger oh yes which is really gross but it seems like yes it would fit max so. eddie all right yeah, there you i go. do abortions dude yeah. i'm like <laughs> well versed in the abortion game max eddie he does abortions <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like it. Coat hanger or nails make it make it more of a Jesus riff. Uh, I enjoyed this this uh, joke about uh, taking raw loads of cotton swabs in your ear holes. This is good. It's a good joke. Thank you. I love all your jokes. You're super fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> you could totally take all those fetuses and like you know how yeah. at Thanksgiving they make the hands that are all holding each other. You can like do that with the fetuses and ma- make a holiday out of it. Uh, they they do yeah, have you know, hands. They do have hands at three weeks. Okay, so cool. yeah, they have yeah. little well, fingers. I, I, I just I didn't know what I'm working with yeah. here with my fetuses. Yeah. This is amazing. I think I'm gonna move past the fetuses for a moment. Uh, uh-huh. With the Q-tip, I feel like it's cool to acknowledge that you're living life on the edge because you're not supposed to put those in your ear holes. That's something the doctor tells you very specifically, and you're just like, no, man, this is my life, and I'm gonna live it. It's actually I'm, written I'm, it's on like the box. It's like extra slutty. It's like yeah. it's like it's like naughty. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, like it's against no regulation it's, it's, of code. It's right. actually written on the Q-tip box that you're not supposed to put them into your ear. That's connect. funny because that's the only thing I don't read when I'm taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I have a Q-tip in front of my toilet, have you ever done the Q-tip while you are urinating? Because that is an experience. The combination of I'm sure. I'm Honestly, I'm sure I have, but I, I'm going to try it tonight, tonight when I get home. Yeah. Remember what I said. God bless you. Yeah, actually, when you mentioned the Q-tip and he, he was like, you know, you're not supposed to do that. I thought you were going to be like, oh, do you only do things you're supposed uh. to do? You know, like... Don't you want to be bad? Yeah. Just just on another Q-tip tip. Um, Q-tip tip. A Q-tip tip. I, I learned this week when I was studying about whether you should um, neuter or spay your cat or not. If you decide to keep your girl cat unspayed and she goes into heat, you can take a cotton swab and, and put Vaseline on it and then rub her tiny vulva. And it will Mark make Lord, her... Mark ladies and gentlemen. You guys have a great night. <laughs> Thank you, Mark Neuer. I'm you fascinated really, where that riff was going. Yeah, you could. I need to know. I need resolution in so, my life. So, if you have a cat, if you have a cat, and you don't want to spay your cat, they're going to go into heat, and the only and they go. And the only way to satisfy your girl cat and make her stop doing that is to take a Q-tip and put Vaseline on. You it know what? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> because cats actually ovulate I, I when don't care the about boy female penis. satisfaction let's keep the show rolling. <laughs> right on your next comedian i don't think he cares about female satisfaction either because he's i don't know <laughs> no he's bisexual i don't know what he's doing if he thinks about the ladies or not Whoa. but he might care about the ladies i don't know put your Whoa. hands together for max eddie Whoa. my name been besmirched oh my god dude the ladies ask any of the one that i had sex with and they will tell you that i cared very much about that one okay um i'm done (laughs) how's it going guys um i just had my first damn it okay the joke i'm gonna do is about fucking a dude so that's yeah that really undermines okay that's fine whatever i'm bisexual i do both it's fine double dip um uh, I, I actually just had my uh, my first grinder hookup recently, you guys. So it was pretty pretty cool, pretty cool. 
thing is, uh, this dude, instead of having like a bed and, I don't know, sheets, uh, he, had, he had a futon and a duvet, which is, I know that sounds fancy, but it's not, okay? It's a, like, it does sound fancy. Like a futon and duvet sound like rival French painters, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, uh, duvet, his brush strokes are magnificent, but oh, futon, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Ah, oh, damn it. Okay, I need to work on my accent. That's fine. Um, it's, uh, it's fine. No, basically, a, a duvet is just a fucking comforter, and a, and a futon is a half couch. And this guy also, like, sleeps on a futon, and he wanted me to, like, stay the night at his place. He was like, oh, you can totally crash here if you want. And I was like, uh, it's going to be hard to get my eight hours uh, with no room, dude. I'm not, not doing it. Whatever, it's fine. But uh, <laughs> he tried to be, like, really cool before I left. He, like, put his hand on my shoulder, and he's like, okay, you're going to go. Well, uh, make sure you text me when you get home, okay? So I know you're safe. Uh, shut the fuck up, Starler. Because, <laughs> like, honestly, like, how is this dude going to save me? Like, if I don't text him, like, what's he going to do? Like, all he has is my grinder name, okay? Like, what's he going to do? Call 911, like, oh, my friend's missing. Oh, what's his name? Oh, Gay Conan 69. Click. Okay? I'm dead. It's fine. Oh, man. I said that to him, too. He didn't like that. He actually got defensive. He was like, well, I have your grinder name, but also the app tells me how far away you are so I could find you. I was like, oh, uh, is this the plot of Taken now? Like, are, you're just going to attract me down, Liam Neeson? Like, what the fuck? Like, that's... Uh, I'm good. Thank you, though. But um, I ended up... I went to call my Uber, and I saw that it was $40 to get back to my place. And I was just like, so what side of the futon you want? Um, I have morals, but I ain't paying surge prices. Okay, that's, that's not in my code, but oh, that's good, man. Actually, I got a, um, I drive, I got a parking ticket the other day. It's, I know, right? And honestly, I get parking tickets, it's fine. But this one came in the mail. And there was something about that that pissed me off so much more. Like, you don't even have the balls to put it on my windshield. Like, I know, it's just like, uh, it, like, it just made me respect, like, I thought I couldn't respect meter maids less, but then I'm like, oh, you're a pussy too? Okay. But, yeah, like, oh, man. And I just, I kept thinking about the fucking, you know the, like, tricycle Pope mobiles they drive? Interceptors. Interceptors? What a dumb name for that. <laughs> that's, like, that's a name you would give to a vehicle on, like, Mission Impossible, and they are giving out parking tickets. Like, fuck them. Oh, my God. But uh, it was fun. I actually, uh, Looked up, because it was also in San Francisco. I live in Berkeley. So I was like, when did I even get this ticket? Like, I don't even think it was me. And I looked it up, and it happened to be the night um, and time and place of that hookup. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not mad anymore. Like, that's, that's just the cost of doing business, dude. Like, it, was, it just changed my mind about it so quickly. I'm like, $79 for that? Okay. <laughs> that's, I would have taken it. Okay, thanks, guys. Max, Eddie, you you could have uh, Venmoed the guy and been like, uh, "This is half your fault," <laughs> and made him pay half the ticket for that forty bucks for that sexual experience. I have had way weirder online, like way way less classy experiences than on a futon. Of uh, that's fair. That's good. And uh, you you don't need to work on your French accent. Make it. You can make it. the The more crass and ridiculous it is, the better it's going to be for the joke. Okay. Uh, how much was the how how much was the parking ticket? Seventy nine dollars. Seventy nine dollars yeah. on top of a forty dollar Uber. Okay. Well, I ended. I mean, in the joke, I'm. I oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, to yeah. Avoid the surge. So. Make it sixty nine dollars. 
I I agree. Make it sixty nine dollars. I hate all. Of or the ticket. You know what? The Uber can't be sixty nine dollars. That's too expensive. But the well, ticket could no, be sixty nine dollars. Oh, that's what he's saying. Okay. Dude, your jokes are so 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 fun, dude. I don't like I you saying that. <laughs> I don't like, I like it your at all. jokes, and I like that, your hair, and I like your sweater. You know, uh, I like that even less. <laughs> you're good. I'm glad. It's really good to hear that you're banging more dudes, man. It really is. So here's here's uh if you, uh so the the guy you banged had like really nice shit in his apartment, and he has one of those things that squirts water in your butt, and you could be like, I guess I'm having a bye day. <laughs> uh, futon is Japanese, and so you could, if you could do the Japanese, you could ja- the Japanese thing. versus uh, French furniture. I actually, I did research this joke. I do know it's Japanese, but it does sound. It sounds like Duchamp, which is uh, is a postmodern. He's the he's the fountain guy, the toilet one. Yeah. So I think I can get away with it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's a dada. Yes. Yeah, art history at Mutiny Radio. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I like the art history bit. I think it's almost funnier if you like really don't know what you're talking about, which, which you didn't, but like even more so. Thank you. Like, <laughs> like don't do more research. Just like know nothing about French painting. Yeah, that's sure. funny. Sounds good. Okay. Oh, one, one more thing. You said meter maids, and I feel like there's a because we just call them meter maids, even if it was a guy. There's some sort of fun little like misogynistic call out like of course they call them maids because they're all bitches or some kind of like you know i mean just i mean just i mean what do you call the meter people i don't know we call them meter maids i agree with pam go hard misogynist (laughs) (laughs) bitch meter bitch pussies meter bitch pussy pussies (laughs) everybody clap wildly for max eddie Your next comedian. He is one of the hosts of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up next month. Actually, it's still January, so it's not until March. Uh, and he's going to host the Millennials versus Gen Xers because uh, I don't know anyone who hates Millennials more than him. I want to know. I need you to do jokes about that fire festival, man. That thing. I feel like those little snowflakes need your attention. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. <laughs> Uh, so first of all, I just want to say I, I, I came here to take a shit, and uh, afterwards I sprayed that vanilla-scented whatever. I was spraying a little mist, and it came like blasting out like all liquidy all over the seat, so now it smells like I took a big vanilla dump in there, but I didn't want to leave it like I pissed on the seat, because I'm, I'm in plumbing. I'm, I'm against that, so I, I had to wipe it off and everything, so there you go. Anyway, you guys know, as Pam announced, I do hate fucking millennials. <clears throat> That's not too strong a word. And, uh, but credit where credit is due, right? You guys put out that fucking super hilarious movie, like the funniest movie I think I've seen in my whole fucking life. That fire festival fucking soup. What is it? A mockumentary or something? It was just who writes for that? I mean, I was expecting arugula. I was promised arugula. That's genius. The prop guy who set up that cheese sandwich was just perfect. How do you guys come up with the humor? It really spoke. I'm still laughing about it.
Yep, still laughing about it. Uh, so, anywho, uh, you guys, uh, I really had a bunch of sweet jokes. I think they were still good for the workshop about the shutdown and everything. But, uh, you know, then they opened the government back up, which is like I had all this sweet material. It's just like opening the government was like one of the worst things to happen to my political career so far. It's been very bad news for me. Have to think of new things to talk about. So anyway, uh, you guys keeping up on the news at all? I guess there is some shit out there. Do you guys know about the five women who were uh, killed in a mass shooting in Florida? Right, because it's five women got killed. That's not newsworthy, right? That's why you don't know about it. It's not like one of them was pregnant or something. It's not newsworthy like that. It's not newsworthy like maybe some 16-year-old snot-nosed fuck who was slightly inconvenienced for a few minutes. You know, newsworthy. Newsworthy stuff. That joke was woke as hell. San Francisco? So anyway, you guys got New Year's resolutions? Anybody? New Year's resolution? What? Lose weight? You're not gonna lose. You're not gonna lose weight. You're not gonna lose weight. Who else clapped? What was yours? Go to the gym more. You're you're not gonna go to the gym more. All these comics in here. Oh, I'm gonna grind hard this year. I'm gonna do more mics this year, right? You're gonna do the same number of mics this year, okay, guys? I've got what you call achievable goals. I'm gonna start microdosing. Take more drugs. Some you can check off your little list of things to do today. And by the way, I'm more than a little bit disappointed in my community here. I've been screaming this into the microphone for like a month now, and nobody has approached me with mushrooms. Or acid. I'm open-minded about it. Yeah, so I'm trying to do more mics, guys. I'm trying to do more mics. I did an open mic at a wine bar in Los Gatos. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a wine bar down there, but you'll be surrounded by a lot of taxidermied cougars. They're all with the fucking expression that's not quite right and the lifeless marble eyes. And I got to say, I had no idea how much wine was involved in the taxidermy process, but apparently it's a lot. All right, I guess that's it. Matthew Quirk! Yay! Go ahead, Dardan. Your jokes are great. (laughs) Fucking asshole. Trying to lose weight. Um, uh, So when the government opened back up, it felt to you the same way it does when you get back to your van and all the doors are open? Because... Someone robbed you. Uh, also, your new fucking <laughs> no, I have one it's relatable, more. huh, guys? Yeah. Relatable. Uh, and then also your New Year's resolution to be to stop losing consciousness in a puddle of paint. Yeah, no more, no more huffing paint. N- no more huffing paint. You want to start microdosing instead. Nothing paint. Um, the just I'm you. You should be excited. The government's going to shut down again on the fifteenth of February. Don't worry. Then I'll be hot again. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's you only you only have to wait two weeks before everything falls apart again. So you, I think you can still do those jokes. I don't think you can. You don't have to worry about it. 
say, our government's open right now, but it's going to be shut down on the 15th. So, bah, 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 bah. Counting the days. Other comments? Yeah. No comments? Okay, babe, Matthew Burke. La, la, la. All righty. Your next comedian, he is another host uh, for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. His show is called 23 and Met. <laughs> uh, you guys are going to love him. Clap your hands together and pay attention to Dan Aguanaga. <laughs> Thank you very much, fam. Looking forward to hosting that. 23, man. The theme is uh, everyone's 23, even though I'm 33. So thank you for putting me on that. Uh, no, it's good to be here. I look forward to Dan's compliments later. Um, let's see what I want to talk about. Um, some of you may know this about me. I moved here from New York uh, back in August. And uh, the transition's been really fun. Uh, you know, I love the outdoors. Weather's been great. You're homeless people. Just... Just vivacious, I love them. Uh, yeah, the homeless people are very weird here. Um, very different from the ones in New York. The ones in New York, they have manners. You know, not really manners, it's the, um, they have shame, is what it is, which is basically the equivalent, the homeless equivalent of manners. And uh, yeah, they're just really nice, you know, they'll scream but not at you, they'll just keep it to themselves. Uh, and when they ask for money, they'll sometimes do things for you. You know, they'll like uh, wipe your windshield or hold the door open for you. Here, the bums have a slightly different strategy. They just sort of scare the cash out of you, I've noticed. Yeah, no, uh, like I was uh, on Market Street the other day, the white part of Market Street, and uh, it was the middle of the day. And this guy just comes up to me with his pants down. He's like, hey, check out my long dick. And yeah, that actually happened. And uh, yeah, I was just like, Jesus Christ, that is a lot of dick. The guy, it was not false advertising. He was poor, but he was definitely rich in dick. And, um, and I, it worked. I was just like, please just take all the cash I have and leave me alone. Don't let your pet iguana touch me. And uh, it was, uh, I got to say, guys, it's a much better strategy than the New York home hobos. Really is. I think it works. I think it's really smart because if you're to do that in any city, I think San Francisco's perfect. Because I think it's fair to say that the majority of the population of San Francisco proper are uh, rich nerds, right? I think that's fair to say. And uh, so they're like the perfect demographic to scare money from. I think you know, like they're nice. They have shitloads of money. Bullying comes second nature to them. And uh, I think just fucking hobos are making money hand over fist with this, with this strategy. I really do. Like, it, it doesn't surprise me either because, like, hobos are definitely making bank because just looking at the tenderloin, like, the first few months I was here, I was like, okay, this city just keeps getting richer and nerdier and more expensive, but this one neighborhood smack dab in the middle of the city just keeps getting worse and worse. And I realize it's so simple. Rich nerds keep giving money to these bums and junkies, and so they can now afford more crack. So to stop the tenderloin, it's really quite simple. Just stop being scared of the bums here. Seriously, next time they come up to you, next time a guy comes up to you and just like, yo, check out my long greasy dick, just be like, you know, gather yourself, look him in the eye, and just be like, it's an impressive dick. <laughs> and just go. He won't get his money, he won't get his crack, and then he'll just eventually disappear, die, one of the two, maybe get clean, who knows, but either way, Jeff Bezos gets to come in, steamroll in here, and just set up a Whole Foods, and everyone's happy. And the Tenderloin can just be the white douche oasis it's always wanted to be. 
Amen. Uh, one quick thing I wanted to say here before I get out of here. Um, so the homeless people are crazy, but the th- one thing I just can't fucking stand about this city, and it's fucking confused me, is no one takes off their backpack on a crowded BART or Muni here. Fucking no one. They refuse to do this. Why? Every fucking morning it's the same thing. It's super crowded. I have to fucking squeeze through two backpacks like I'm a fat fetus or something. And like, and my favorite part is, say what? I hate it. It's the worst. It's the fucking worst. And the worst part is, so one of them, one of the backpack wearers looks at me and just gives me that side eye. He's like, do you mind? And I just went like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Turtle person. Did I, did I offend you? Oh my God. Well, on behalf of my species, just please forgive me. Was it Donatello? I forgot. No? All right. Thanks a lot. That's it. Dan Aguinaga! Woohoo! I, I think just factually, hobos are people who ride trains and are not. I think, I think all, yeah. all, all hobos are homeless, but all right. not all homeless are hobos. Thank you for the bump thesaurus. Uh. And I think perhaps there's a rift to be had about how San Francisco homeless have bigger dicks than New York homeless. I don't know if that's true. I've seen some pretty it's huge true, man. dicks in New York, yeah? Well, and New York, it's so cold, you can't see how big their dick is because it's going to be shriveled up into their body cavity. That's true, like shrinkage. A, yeah, that's right. it's cold there. That's why Seinfeld wasn't written in San Francisco. <laughs> so I think it got funny for me with like the comment about the long greasy dick or whatever. Sure. But um, I think you want to be careful about like sounding like you're punching down. Cause I think when I was in San Francisco first, like I was like, oh man, it's really crazy here. I need to comment on this and I'm not saying ignore it, but like just make sure it doesn't come off. Like you're like, man, everyone's crazy. Like it sounded a little more relatable when you were like the tech people, you know, they're a problem too. Like sure. Bezos is a problem. Just like maybe focus on like why it's funny instead of just that they're like, but yeah i would change i would change the focus a little bit and make it more like you've been catcalled like maybe you this is your me too moment where you're like he showed me his long greasy dick and i didn't want to see it so i just threw money at it or that it's somehow you can teach the feminist something about catcalling something like from maybe that angle that i mean someone's like look at my long greasy dick give me some money also um the tenderloin is meant to be a big white space i mean the tenderloin is the best cut of meat so why they're not living there yet i mean i've been trying to gentrify for 11 years and it just hasn't been taking hold yeah so but that I, that was very funny stuff yeah, I was like on the same path as she was mm-hmm. with the big greasy dick thing. Like that you, maybe he's spreading the word. Maybe this is part of the hashtag Me Too movement. Like we're in the West Coast, you know, we're pretty cutting edge over here. <laughs> like maybe yeah, New, York, you, New York hasn't caught up, but like even even um, people asking for money in the streets are trying to be like, see, see what women have to go through. Right, right, right. <laughs> And I think I agree also with the last comment before Pam that um, just all homeless people being like this monolith of crackhead, sure, I get that. dirty people is kind of doesn't make you look nice. <laughs> Cracks out. It's all about the pretty little horsies. What? What? Yeah. Heroin. 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 Yeah. Oh, H. Great job, man. <laughs> Great job. You have a handsome face. How come you, you don't try to get laid instead of doing this? <laughs> Uh, so we could solve homelessness. I just saw this while you're doing your set. 
we could ju they could treat the homeless people like NPCs in live action role play and just be like, Kill them all. well, that's, a, that's not what I was going to say. Collect the shit buckets. <laughs> yeah, I, I think just kind of echo what people said. Like, I think even no matter how kind of you reword or like change the joke to make it more or less like sort of aggressively anti-homeless, like if you tell this to an audience, a lot of people are going to tighten up just because it sounds like you're just kind of shitting on a group that already has it pretty bad. But uh, I think like the, because your solution to how to solve the homeless problem ended up being just give the homeless people less money. And I think that like... Don't give them it at all, yeah. Yeah, and I think that like... <laughs> You could come up with some, like, that. that's like a funny premise if you have some, like, absurd kind of solution to that. And so, I don't know. I just kind of keep, because I think that's kind of, like, where people go. It's like, oh, there's not going to be homeless if there's no money for them. But, like, I don't know. I think a like, kind of absurd solution to that could make for a good, good joke. You think it will make me look like an insensitive prick even if I say, like, some homeless people or anything like that? You think people are that sensitive around here? Uh, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I, I would. Well, it's not like I would equate it somehow like to yourself. I say like one or two that I've seen. Well, but I, I just think that like I just think that the the, yeah. the joke. I mean, there needs to be more of a joke. And I mean, like regardless sure. of like sensitivity, like sure, the joke sure. is like, oh, if they don't have money, how can they buy crack? Yeah, and that's I get kinda, that. I don't know. Like, well, yeah, how can and maybe to to learn maybe the reason is that they're just not willing to have as many roommates as like you could if you want to like yeah, yeah. not make it so mean yeah, you'd be like, like I have twelve roommates, maybe they need eighteen roommates. I don't know right, what right, they right. need to do, but they're not willing to do it or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just saying like how many how many roommates do people have? And yeah. You, yeah, I guess yeah. maybe they I just don't like roommates. Yeah. Maybe they just rather live alone in a tent because they don't have any roommates. Yeah. Sorry. I, oh. Yeah, sure. I've been a. Uh, yeah, there's no joke behind that. It's just you're a brick. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> a, thank you, stranger. I've been a, I've been trying to tell jokes about just how much I ignore the homeless for like three years, yeah, yeah. and not a single one has ever People worked. People It's insane because and also the the thing like the solution to homelessness is to avoid the is to just ignore the homeless. Like we already do that. Like like sure, that's sure. happening that, and it's not that. working because human beings just refuse to die. Anyways. Real quick, just going back to roommates. Uh, the whole city is the, your roommates. Yeah. Ah. If you're homeless, the whole city is your roommate. Right. Oh. Uh, That's a nice positive spin. That's a lot and on that, <laughs> put your hands together for Dan Aguanaga. Thank you. All right, your next comedian. He gives the best comments, and he loves everybody's stuff, and he's a sweet, sweet man. Put your hands together for Dan Shively. That counts as all the money. How you guys doing? What's going on? Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How you doing? No, I'm pretty good. You have a wife? You do? Who usually pays for dinner, you or her? Fucking A, you do. You got all the power in the relationship. You're like, I'll buy those breadsticks. Fucking, I'm dating this new girl. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you don't need to, You guys have clapped like 400 times for that already. Keep fucking droning on about it. But I'm happy, all right? Life feels a little better. I'm sedated. Um, but she fucking, oh my God, she makes so much more money than I do. Oh, God. We have not had that conversation about it yet, but... Like, yesterday, I was like, you would look pretty fucking hot as a Oktoberfest beer maid. And she was like, oh my god, totally, we should go to Germany and go to Oktoberfest. <laughs> it's like, 
Uh, this <laughs> this idea just went from a hundred dollars to fucking. How much is that trip? Seven thousand dollars? Although she would look fucking good in that outfit, though. <laughs> is that toxic, Mike? I think it is. I think I'm right on the line there. Go for it. <laughs> hey, how you doing? What's going on? Are you in a band? No? Yeah. One man band because of that bit. That's a, that's what you do. Are you on SoundCloud? Yeah, me neither. I don't know what that is. How's it going over here? I made fun of your scoliosis yesterday, so I'm not going to repeat that. I like your facial hair configurement. It's good. You. No. Okay. The two people behind you. Not you. No. Him. Not fucking you, Allison. That would be funny, though, if you were, like, on the, one of those real estate signs with, like, a tiny little fucking mustache. I know, because your spine is so straight. Yeah. Moving on. Okay, so I cut my hair today. Look at this. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I look fucking hot. Uh, you see this thing? You see that? There's a scar there. Is that seeable? No, you guys can't see it? I got in fucking kindergarten. I was hesitating on the slide, and he fucking pushed me. Fuck. And I was also best man at his wedding, so that tells you a little bit about me. I was fucking bleeding a lot that day, like from the head. And uh, the yard duty lady, she was this old, old French lady named fucking Miss Davis. And the whole time she was like, why were you messing around? That is not French. <laughs> she fucking, I did not like her at all. She would, she would be like, you're not allowed to pay, play cops and robbers in the schoolyard. And we'd do it anyway because, of course, we're badasses at Catholic school. And she'd catch us doing it, and we'd be like this. And she'd be like, all the boys, you're benched. Girls, go play. Fuck Miss Davis, dude. Fuck that. A gust of wind blew a door open into her face, and she had a neck brace for like five years. That's just cruel, right? Yeah? I was happy about it. Her, her granddaughter was on the track team, and she could fucking run like the wind. I don't know where that's going. <laughs> uh, last things. Um, I don't know. Why do you wear hats like that? Oh, fuck yeah. I experienced the same issue, my friend. It seems like the better solution is to just accept that you're no longer a sexual being. <laughs> I've been out. I've been out the game. And that's my term. Dan Shively! I love your rugby shirt. It reminds me of third grade. I like it a lot. It has rubber buttons. I think I can tell from here. I got Blue's Clues earlier today. Nice Blue's Clues. This might be a little off message, but can we spend a minute talking about that crazy chick that was calling Dan a prick earlier? That was just fucking crazy, right? Well, (laughs) new comics don't always have a sense of humor yet. It might be something that they get through time, or I don't know how that works. First. Dan Shively has a great sense of humor, though. I just like listening to you talking to microphone. I don't care if you're doing material or if you're just talking. Your crowd work lately has just been very, very funny. Like, yeah. First of all, love the set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my thing. Uh, this, uh, the, the girl makes more money than you promise is real good. And you can expound upon that. And, like, if you found, like, three more examples, it's, like, could be a very 
tight like five minute chunk of material it's very funny and and uh i think like uh i don't know if you uh put the breadcrumbs down of like oh i could you could have just had a beer maids outfit or we now we have to go to germany i don't know if that was clear that's a very funny premise Thanks, man. Was yeah. that the hundred dollars? It's a hundred dollars for the outfit. It's seven thousand dollars to go to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the lederhosen. You throw the word lederhosen in there. I, it's just a funny word. Is it lederhosen when a lady wears it? Is I think it, it's a different beer made outfit. Lederhosen. I don't know. Leader later. Uh, maybe something about the that teacher's daughter ran as fast as the door ran into her head. Boy. Yeah. Hi there, mate. She was fucking fast. <laughs> Mom's head was not. Why? First off, Dan, I just wanted to say you're a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Dan. You, I'm just kidding. You're the sweetest. You're the you sweetest sweet man guy. in this room, by like at least three points. But uh, in any case, when you're talking about. Uh, the kid who gave you a scar and then you were the best man at his wedding. I feel like there should be a comedic riff on that idea beyond just like, look how relationships evolve. Like, uh, I know that revenge is a dish best served cold and you just brought that shit down at that wedding. Oh, because I'm super depressing. Yeah, let's go with that. That works. <laughs> Catering? Never mind. Yeah, Dan Shively! Yay, Dan Shively! Dan Shively! He runs a great show uh, out of the Blarney Stone, and uh, you guys should check that out. It was I had a really, really, really great time there, and uh, thanks for putting that show on. Was that last week? That was two weeks ago. I can't remember. And the time is time is a, is a human construct. Your next comedian, he no one understands time like this man. He's the oldest man in the room. Put your hands together for Tommy Feldman. Well, this is actually very true. Um, in fact, I was going to tell you guys about this. Uh, I just had a very big birthday. Um, I turned 50 years old. Yeah, big 5-0. 50 years old, and I still live with my mama. Because that's what I call my wife. Yeah, we, we have three kids together, and uh, they all call her mama. So, I don't know. I figure wisdom of the crowd, right? So... That's what I call her. But uh, my wife also recently had a birthday. Um, she turned 29. I know, lucky me, right? Yeah. Yeah, but the, I, you know, uh, I tell my friends uh, not to be jealous because, uh, well, she turned 29 last year, too. And the year before that. And the year before that, in fact, she's been 29 ever since we met. So ladies understand this. Guys are like, why would a woman want to keep lying about her age? Um, but uh, my wife is pretty cool. Um, in fact, we were talking about stand-up earlier today, and... Uh, you know, she uh, she finally gave me the okay to do stand-up comedy. You know, at first she wasn't okay with it. She's like, um, Tommy, you're not that funny. And, uh, you know, you're never going to make any money doing stand-up, so why bother? And I said, honey, look, it's either this or therapy, and that's going to cost us thousands of dollars. And she said, oh, well, okay, in that case, dear, have a great time. Don't forget to pick up some milk on the way home. But uh, I have been doing stand-up for a few months now. It's, uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, I got to say, though, I was kind of confused when I first started, you know, because I was like, where are all the progressive Irish people? You know, because everywhere online, it was saying stand-up comedy is all about open mix. So I was like, where are all the open mix? 
And then someone said to me, no, dummy, it's not open mics, it's open mics. And then I was like, okay, I was even more confused. I was like, where are all the liberal guys named Mike? Yeah, but I have been going to open mics. Uh, I went to one recently uh, hosted by a very talented local comedian. So after the show, I asked him for some feedback. And he said to me, uh, you know, Tommy, what you want to do is uh, you want to bring more energy to your set. You know, more energy. So I said, how about if I do my entire set like that? Is that enough energy? Woo! Yeah, he's not going to be inviting me to any uh, of his showcases. Did another open mic uh, recently uh, hosted by a female comedian. Excuse me, comedian. Got to get that right. Uh, and she heard my set and she summarized my stuff as Tommy Feldman, everybody. Uh, dad jokes and edgy racist humor. Edgy is good, right? I hope. I think. Now I'm not so sure. Apropos of nothing, I recently installed a Google Home in my living room. You guys know about Google Home? It's like an Amazon Alexa. You ask it questions, it gives you answers. Um, and uh, it's pretty cool, but it'll be even better when you're allowed to customize the voice on the Google Home. Because uh, Google's saying that you'll be allowed to put a celebrity of your choice as the Google Voice. So if that comes to be, I know exactly who I'm going to pick. Because I'm a child of the 80s, like Pam. And my first choice is going to be Mr. T. You guys remember Mr. T? B.A. Baracus from the A-Team, Rocky Three. Hey, Google, um, <clears throat> what's the temperature outside? Do I look like a thermometer to you? Get off your punk ass. Go outside, check the weather yourself, fool. All right. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, let's say he's not available. I guess my second is going to have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, hey, Google, uh, how long is it going to take me to get to work today? I don't know, girly man. This is California. You get there when you get there. And, uh, okay, let's say he's not available. My third choice is going to be Mr. Miyagi from The Karate Kid. You guys remember Mr. Miyagi? I think he would be great at dispensing pearls of wisdom to my children. Hey, Google, uh, how do I become an astronaut? First understand, then run fry. Also, make sure parents have a big money to pay for your college. That's my time, guys. I brought cookies uh, because every time I'm here, everyone, someone always seems like a little hangry around here. So um, please enjoy. Thank you. Tommy Feldman bribing us with cookies. Yay, cookies. Yay, cookies. I pitied a fool that didn't laugh at your jokes. <laughs> oh, I, I, I got all your voices because I know all those people. I don't know if the young kids Some know. I mean... Arnold Schwarzenegger was our governor, so I should think that they'd know who he is. But Thank you. Yeah. Uh, qu comments? Questions? Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. Uh, good job. Um, I don't know. Maybe just one note. Um, like you were, you had your head on a swivel a lot. That's good, right? But it was very like, like you're doing this. You know, if you like. Arjun does. He's gone. He does this a lot. He'll pick one person and then he'll yeah. stare the fuck out of him, and yeah. it like makes people like nervous enough to laugh. <laughs> you know. So I don't know. Great, great. Thank job. you. If you ask questions of us, I mean, is there something specific that you wanted that you're looking for feedback on, or? Um, you know what? I just would like some honest. Uh, assessment of what people thought was funny. I don't. I know you. I heard laughter. I can go back and I can listen to the tape and see. 
where I got some laughs. I saw some people, but you know, I don't want to be dated, obviously. So I'm wondering, is my some of my stuff? You know, I had some reference to to mix, and I don't I don't know if anybody even says it anymore. And okay, maybe they do. I don't know. So what you thought was funny is really what I want to know. I'm, uh, I actually yeah, thought I actually thought the mic thing was quite funny. Um, I think you probably don't need to do the open like mic one afterwards because it's kind of the same joke twice. Um, and then on your voices, voices are fun. I try to do voices. One thing I've learned recently is that like you can't rely on a voice being funny on its own too much, and there yeah. definitely has to be a joke that goes along with it. So like, you know. Regardless of how good your impressions may be, there kind of has to be like, you know, an additional twist as opposed to you just sort of like doing the voices um, respectively. So if you can kind of figure out some clever way to use some like directional specific stuff, and I know you're like trying to do that, but just, yeah, something to think about. And then uh, two other things. Uh, so one, you did the open mic host voice, the first one you did mm -hmm. was sounded to me like kind of the same voice as a voice you did earlier in the set. Mm -hmm. So just be cognizant of that if two different people use different voices. And then, um, yeah, uh, I think just to, I think comedian is like not preferred nomenclature. Um, so just say, like just say woman, you don't need to say female comedian, just like as one woman was hosting or something. I think that's probably Thanks, the best. Peter, appreciate it. But yeah. you, you can also play on the, fa on the concept that you're this old guy who doesn't get it. Like, and that these are voices from the 80s and you're just like, I'm so out of touch. Just like I call women comedians or whatever, that you're, you're so much older that you just don't even get some of the references that we do. Like that could be very funny okay. that you're this old out of touch guy. I mean, you're not even that old. 50's not that old, so I don't even mean to say that. But I, I I agree with Peter a little bit. Like if you if you're doing a voice and you're doing a character, have it have like so like the premise of Arnold Schwarzenegger explaining traffic in California, mm -hmm. uh, or even in the Bay Area, like a very microcosm is like much funnier than just like it, the the value of the voice. Like this is the character. Mm -hmm. It is amplified, and I don't know. I, maybe maybe Schwarzenegger is kind of a dated one. Yeah, uh, and I think Mr. Miyagi, the guy who played him, was only two years older than you when he was in the Karate Kid. I only. <laughs> Uh, just a really quick note on Schwarzenegger. If you do that and you're asking about traffic patterns, you've got to say get to the chopper because mm -hmm. there's just yeah. a, you know what I mean? I do there's know what you mean. I think that's a, a good note from Peter as well as like finding the joke within the voice is going to help you make those land. But good impressions. Thank you. Clap your hands wildly. Tommy Feldman. Uh, cookies, please. Eat the cookies. Cookies, cookies, cookies. Yay, cookies. Thank you for the cookies. Your next comedian, comedian. She's uh, the first lady of the evening. I'm super excited. Uh, every time she's here, I'm always impressed and love what she brings to the table. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy like motion for Allison Hooker. What's going on, you guys? How's, how's Mooney doing? I love this mic. I fucking love it. It's cozy. It's like we're family. I love it. Um, and I like feedback. Uh, but I was at a mic like not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, and there was a fight that broke out. 
Um, yeah, it was unfortunate. It was like, were you there? Is that why the laugh? Like one, a comedian kind of went, kind of went crazy and it was unfortunate and all like the male comedians in the room puffed up like to protect our scene. And eventually the cops had to get called because the guy, it like wasn't backing down. And while all this commotion was happening, the women were in the back like, oh my God, just stop, stop, stop. You know, like, oh my God, I felt like someone was going to get hit. We all wanted them to stop. Uh, but once the cops had arrived and the, and the violence, like the f danger was, was gone, um, I looked around and all the female comedians were like turned on. <laughs> there were all these flushed cheeks and I was like, oh, wow, okay. Uh, so I guess like women kind of love the idea of violence, not like when it really happens, but just that rush of the afterwards, you know? Uh, so I don't know, I'm just kind of brainstorming with you guys here. Like if you could like pop in a bar post bar fight, <laughs> you know, just for the debriefing part of it. I think it might be a good place to pick up chicks. <laughs> You know, well, she's just like, I, don't, I just don't even know. I don't even know what happened. Like, he got all upset, and then, like, they were all mad, and their muscles were out, and it's like, I don't, I don't even know what happened. Like, it didn't even make sense. I don't even know why he was so mad. You know, no, not doing a very good um, turned-on person. Hard for me to get, hard for me to get turned on in mutiny. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean that in a, in a rude way at all. Uh, best way possible. Love this place too much. It's like, it's like my nursery school. Um, what do I mean? I don't know. Uh, but... Oh yeah, uh, this one female comedian was like pacing back and forth trying to figure out how to hit on one of the cops that had shown up. <laughs> and I was like, girl, no. She was like leaning on his car. I was like, it's not even a nice car. Get the fuck off that thing. It's like a Crown Victoria, you know? And I'm sure he's proud of it too. Like, hey, little lady, that's my 1995 Crown Vic. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cops, right? Um, uh, but I was like, yeah, I get it. Oh, because, oh, what I was going to say earlier is that women apparently like violence because every man who's gone to jail for murdering his wife gets like many love letters while he's in jail. But I was like, look, girl, I get it. Like women like are kind of turned on by violence, but I draw the line at writing love letters to murderers. You don't hit on a cop, <laughs> right? You don't do that. Um, like, you know, like she was like probably turned on by his uniform thinking he was like, oh, a little violent. I'm like, but this is a thing about Cops Girl. I had to like break it down for her. I was like, look, you know, it might seem like he's got a dangerous, exciting job. Um, but when he's not inciting violence, I mean fighting violence, um, he's responding to calls of people shitting on the doorstep at my job, you know? Like when, when he's not shooting people, I mean protecting people, uh, you know, he has to run a call. He's the one that's called when someone sticks their own hand up their ass. That's happened before. Uh, so I was like, you know, his uniform might seem sexy, but like those blue rubber gloves, big part of the uniform. <laughs> and it worked. Um, she, uh, she gave up on the endeavor. I managed to cop block her. Yeah, oh, that's the response I was looking for. I wanted to wow you guys. I'll, I'll take comments. That's all I wanted to work on. Allison Hooker! With your great cop joke. That was great. I like all that underhanded stuff in the middle where you, the, the, the shooting, murdering, all that stuff, that turn. Those are all really great turns. Um, yeah, I love that new bit. Um, I think that right now there's like Ted, a Ted Bundy movie coming out and everyone's tweeting about how hot Ted Bundy is. Um, and Zac Efron plays him. So like you could do something there. Like, okay. he's, a cop? he's not a cop. He's a, he's a, he's a mur mass murderer. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ted Bundy, he, the yeah, murderer. He, he liked girls with long brown straight hair. So you would be safe. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> Basic. I, I like this whole, uh, like I like the premise of, of 
folks being turned on by the ladies being turned on by the violence because I think there's like a subversive nature of like sex and violence that like kind of plays together and like uh, I like there's like maybe that's a little not okay but it's kind of sexy that it's not okay uh-huh. like uh, and and transitioning that into like police violence is very good. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I like the like the bits a lot. I think uh, one opportunity you have is that. So for me, it's like when I picture like guys puffing up to like you know like getting the fight or whatever. I, I picture kind of like big guys. I think there's kind of a funny dichotomy you can play with. Yeah, because like just because like all most comedians are kind of like scraggly like little Kevin August looking motherfuckers, and so you could be like, oh, they were so turned on, but it's like you know he you can see his like veins through his chest or some shit like that. I don't know. Um, and then. Other thing, I think there could be a fun thing because you describe you're like, uh, you know, they're like, oh, when he's not like killing people, he's like doing all this like gross stuff. You could do something on like your friend, like a kind of a fun twist could be like, oh, your friend's like into gross stuff. She's like, oh, he's the one who like they call when he has to get like something out of her butt. And she's like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, good set. Um, I love the cop blocking material. It's amazing. Just a thought, when you say, um, I love the inciting in, in fighting crime, um, I feel like shooting and cha- like you've got to have another rhymer, but okay. maybe it's like mace, uh, tasing and chasing, I don't know. Okay. There's just, You're right. okay. it just kind of, otherwise if you flip them, I think the rhyme's got to come at the end because it's okay. such a good uh, symbol crash. That's okay. great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Thanks, guys. Great set, Allison Hooker! <laughs> Uh, clever cop material. It's, that's good stuff. Your next comedian. We have three more with comments, and then we'll just run through the rest as a regular open mic. But for the last three, pay attention. Keep those good comments going. Thanks for donating $2. We really, really appreciate it, Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian, another funny guy. Clap your hands together for Rich Barney. Yeah. What's up? Guys, I try to treat everybody the same, no matter what they look like. But I found that I treat one group of people very differently, or I behave very differently around one group of people, and that's hot people. I was on a plane recently, and I was going to get the $5 Famous Amos cookies. But then the flight attendant was so hot that I got the United Airlines protein platter. The good news is uh, that the captain married us immediately. I tricked her into thinking I was hot. The bad news is that I'm eating a fucking egg on a plane. God damn it, I hate eggs. <sighs> Let's see. Oh, I'm also down $14. Protein's expensive, it turns out. Turns out protein is incredibly expensive. The other thing, uh, is that I always cry on planes, and the person next to me can definitely tell. And I get a little bit uh, defensive when I'm up, up there. I'll just be like, it's, it's really But she can tell that I'm watching Fate of the Furious. <laughs> Rest in fury, Paul Walker. You're too fast and too furious for this world. I actually, I was not sad when he died at all, not even a little bit. Um, he was a terrible actor. 
I don't cry in sad parts of movies generally. I only cry for like moments of human triumph. For example, in the movie Earthquake, when Dwayne The Rock Johnson overcomes plate tectonics to repair his broken marriage. Or in the movie The Tooth Fairy, when Dwayne The Rock Johnson breaks into Vin Diesel's home and steals his children's teeth to reveal the true meaning of friendship. Or whatever the plot of that movie was. Or when Dwayne The Rock Johnson comes across a rock so big that even The Rock can't pick it up and he needs help from his friend Vin Diesel. The rest of this is just The Rock jokes. I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a rock comic. Um, let's see, I think that was all of the prepared uh, material. Um, guys, the government doesn't want you to know this, but if you take the P in Paddington Bear and flip it, it becomes Daddington Bear. <laughs> think about it. Hey, man, think about it. I feel like you don't get it. <laughs> okay, that's the dumbest joke I have. <laughs> that's, the du that's absolutely the dumbest joke I have. Um, let's see, what else? So. Does anyone else in their life have the point that they can pinpoint when they're like, I'm never gonna be cool? Uh, for me, it was in, you do? For me, it was when I was in the third grade. I had a very cool shirt, it had an iguana, just kind of like here, his head was like looking. And uh, there was a dance for some reason for third graders. And I sat there in front of my closet for a really long time and I was like, I'm, okay, I'm gonna wear my cool shirt that I never wear. Then halfway there, I told my dad to turn around the car. I was like, I can't go in there. This shirt is too cool for me. All right, thanks, guys. Rich Barney! Yay! Yay! Uh, yeah, uh, some fun stuff. Uh, one thing I think that could be fun, so when you say, like, you were going to get the famous Amos cookie and then you, like, got the protein platter instead because she's hot, I think you could you could do something of, like, I was gonna order the famous famous cookie, and then she was like, oh, that'll be it for a big, strong man like you, and then he'd be like, I got the protein, and then you could be like, nah, she didn't actually say that, or something like that, I don't know. Uh, just a little bit more to connect, kind of like the hotness and the protein. Um, then, um, I think, so you say, like, people can always tell, uh, I'm always crying airplanes, people can always tell. I think you could just, like, a quick tag, but because I'm crying, like, it's easy to tell if you're crying, I guess. Uh, I think you could do a fun thing on like the rock, not being able to pick up a rock, finding himself like between a rock and a hard place. There's some, um, <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Mm. Um, and then I don't know if you want to like work on the Paddington Bear thing, but no, not really. That's just the dumbest idea I've in my brain all the me, time. For me, you have to flip the P and rotate it, because otherwise it was yeah, Paddington Bear. I was like, it's Paddington Bear. I don't think that's what a P looks like. I think like, you could. Capital. P, I think if you rotate it, a P. Yeah, yeah. Flip and then 180 degrees. No, 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 no. Just 180 degrees. Yes, 180 listen, degrees. Listen, listen, listen. It's not a good joke. It does It does make sense if you think about it. Uh, then you're just left with Daddington Bear, uh, mm -hmm. which is uh, my name on scruff. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, I think Vin Diesel and the, Dwayne The Rock Johnson are in movies together, but very famously do not get along at all. They yeah, are, they that, are very much not friends. I think. Well, except at the end of the Fate of the Furious when they help each other out. Maybe, maybe Daddington Bear can be somehow worked into Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Maybe he's going to be playing Paddington Bear in some movie in the future. Or you make up something ridiculous about. 
The yeah, Rock I, being I, Daddington Bear. I, I don't know. Um, I want. I, I feel like you could take the hot people off the plane, and I want to have like more examples of of things I do with hot people, or why why you think they're hot, or why what it makes you do. I think it's I think it's a fun concept that the hot people make you do dumb things, like eat cold eggs on a plane, <laughs> sulfur. And if you're gonna eat an egg, you're gonna fart. So you're gonna fart in front of the lady. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be all bad. Oh uh, yeah, I could bring that back and say I'm also farting from the egg while I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> As you, as you like, you can't, anyways, it's a Daddington bear. Maybe you're Daddington bear. I don't know. Maybe you are Daddington bear. But I feel like your little subsection on hating Paul Walker didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. The thing about liking and like still being sad over Paul Walker is it's very innately silly. I mean, he's the actor in the Fast and the Furious movies. But when you're talking about the things that make you cry in movies, like the triumphs, I feel like you can just do Paul Walker again, like one of his triumphs in the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> yeah, just be that, you, you be just that I like. You Walker on your mind and you can't escape it. Yeah, okay. Uh, just a thought. If you're going to keep the hot people on the plane, you wanted the famous Amos cookie. I thought instead of going for the protein platter, maybe you like opened a United Airlines credit card or something. Like You went really above and beyond. Oh, like keep, keep going. Really, yeah. And because I think you started with United Airlines, and I'm like, okay, credit card or like some, and then you said protein platter, which was fine. But I think it's kind of funny if you've got an open line of credit now because this woman. Um, I can throw that tag in after the fourteen dollars. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't have it on me, so I opened it. Yeah. You opened it, so she uh, talked to you again. That's and then free Wi-Fi. One, <laughs> right. One last <laughs> thought. Um, this is just a small physical thought, but while you're crying on the plane, maybe you could be like doing your shoulders and be like, "There's so much turbulence" or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sitting still. Yeah, to add to, on top of the, the, when you open the line of credit, that's how you got, got the ring that you tricked her into buying for her, because that's the part I didn't get the connector on that, like where hmm? the, the, the ring or how you tricked her. Oh, the tricked her? Yeah. Just that I tricked her into thinking I was hot. Yeah, so that, like, maybe you opened the line of credit because she was so hot that you bought her a ring and then you tricked her into it. That's Sky Miles catalog. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Yay, Rich Barney! <laughs> Yay! Your next comic has been giving great comments all night, and right now let's do the same for him. Put your hands together for Pete Ballmer. Hey, all right. Uh, guys, I think that golf is a very dumb sport, because uh, golf, if you're not familiar, is a sport where you pay like hundreds of dollars to try to put a ball in a hole about 18 times. And to me, uh, it seems dumb, because if that's the kind of game that you're into, it seems like you'd be better off taking the same amount of money and playing like 300 games of skee-ball. It's like, why would you waste all that time and money to try to enter a country club when you can do the same thing and be king of Dave and Busters in one day? All right, cool. Uh, kind of a shitty thing happened to me yesterday. Not like a comedian's yesterday, like an actual yesterday. Uh, so I'd been seeing this girl. We'd gone on a couple dates. It was going pretty well, and we were hanging out. And um, we made out a little bit. She left. And then I get this text from her that was like, uh, hey, just being honest, uh, I saw a used condom wrapper in your trash in your room when I uh, went to throw something away. I think that's tacky, uh, cheap, and disrespectful to me. I don't want to see you anymore. And it's tough, you know, because I, you know, I liked her. I thought it was going well. And like, I just didn't know how to tell her that it had been two years since I'd emptied that trash can. She thought that was tacky and cheap. I had a ham sandwich in there from like 2016. That would have made her really not want to see me anymore. 
I, you guys know what No Shave November is? All right, not really. Okay, cool. So No Shave November is this thing that happens in November. It's called Movember sometimes, uh, where men can not shave their mustaches for the whole month uh, to raise awareness around the issue uh, of men all look terrible with mustaches. It's a big epidemic. Not enough people know about it. Um, I was participating in this one time. I did No Shave November myself, and I'm bad at growing facial hair, so it was not going good. Like I kind of looked like um, what's his name, um, Salvador Dali, if he like poured too much lighter fluid over a grill, you know, just all burnt and wispy and gross. Okay, that's not a good tag. Um, but I don't know. I learned something important about myself when I was doing this. I learned that you should never alter your appearance for anyone but yourself, right? Because uh, I was doing this, and I had my mustache was looking shitty, and then at this one day, I was like, I should probably shave, because I had a job interview in the afternoon, and then I was going to go on a date uh, in the evening, and so I shaved the mustache and proceeded to not get the job and get stood up on the date, and that's how I learned uh, that Jessica is not a very nice person. It's like, you know, have you guys ever been at a at an Outback Steakhouse and told the told the waitress, like, oh, no, it'll be fine. They'll be here like three times. And then you just eat the whole basket of bread yourself. And I don't have a way to end this joke. All right, cool. Um, other stuff, other stuff. I went through this quickly. Uh, you guys like the NFL? Boo. Yeah, exactly. People don't like the NFL these days. And I realized something like I know, you know, the NFL is like off track where they have designated music for when people get concussions. Like it's just the normal like NFL theme music, but slowed down. That doesn't happen. Like what if you had like divorce music of just like, here comes the bribe, but all slow. All right. That's an undeveloped idea. Okay, cool. Thanks guys. Big bummer. That was really funny. Um, I loved that hot take on golf. I thought that ski ball golf joke was very funny. Oh, yeah. The condom thing, I'd give it an extra beat before you do the reveal so that before that it's the two years so that we really also think along with the girlfriend that you were cheating. Yeah. Like yeah, just give it a second because I was like, that is really clever. The two years that you haven't cleaned your garbage can in two years is very clever and yeah. very funny. And I, a, a tag for the out, Outback Steakhouse and I would keep it is I wanted that bloomin' onion all for myself anyways. Uh, yeah, because... go-to item at the Outback Steakhouse is the bloomin' onion. onion. Yeah, you can't bring up Outback without talking about Exactly. That. So, yeah, point. you yeah. could say I wanted that all by myself. The bloomin' onion, yeah. All right. Sweet. But that was great set. It was really funny new jokes. Appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, guys. Oh, what? Other people have comments? Uh, no. Or other people other have people comments? Have comments? people? Do people? Nope. You tell them how great he is? Nobody? Nobody wants to say how great oh, he is? I mean, you guys are just too sweet. I just think you were pretty good. And, oh, and I, uh, it did, it's, is this really new, all the new material? It seems uh, pretty well much, rehearsed yeah. Yeah. All. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, appreciate it. Thank you. Pete Bomber, yay! And thanks for giving your time back to the room. We have one more comedian to give notes to, and then we're going to roll through the rest of the list super fast. Clap your hands together for Mike Whitaker! Oh, yes. Uh, I am never telling anyone outside of the context of me uh doing comedy to them that i am a comedian ever again because it always yields the worst results ever like i was at a bar and i was talking to a guy and i was like yeah I, yeah like i do stand-up comedy and he's like oh you're a comedian you look like a comedian and i'm like oh that's a lovely way of telling me you look like a guy that gets by mostly on personality. That's uh, that's what that is. Uh, guys, I uh, 
I am being driven crazy by sponsored posts on Instagram. Uh, I get the same sponsored post over and over and over again. And that is for Popeye's chicken. (laughs) And the particular sponsored post is of uh, a basket of Popeye's chicken sitting on a soapy bathtub, implying treat yourself to a nice evening of eating Popeye's chicken in the bath, which uh, sounds fucking wonderful, honestly, but also the saddest thing ever. Like, the only thing missing in that scenario is, like, a bottle of scotch and, like, a plugged-in toaster, and that would be, like, a perfect evening. (laughs) Oh... Oh, what else? Uh, I don't like being called daddy during sex at all. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, If we're having sex and you call me daddy, that's fine. Speak your own truth. Uh, It's not for me. Uh, And that's because I got a great dad. My dad's a cool dude, but my dad's also a pharmacist named Irv who worked for the Nixon administration. And that's the least subversive thing you can call me during sex possible. Uh, I, uh, it was my brother's birthday the other day and I was like, oh shit, I forgot to get my brother a birthday present. And then I remembered my brother died five years ago and I was like, (laughs) oh fuck, I fucked the tag up for the joke. Well, it was a great way to learn uh, that I saved $30. That's what that meant. Uh, I know I fucked up the tag for my own joke. Haven't told it in a while. Uh, $30 over a lifetime. That's like two, three grand. That's a down payment on a car, guys. Live pro tip. Have all your loved ones die. I wrote that joke back when life pro tip was a timely Twitter meme. Oh, goodness. Uh, it's what? What day of the month is it? Is it the 27th? I think on the 19th. I uh, took a heroic dose of mushrooms and I went running in the rain with my dog and I came home to find that my apartment had flooded and then I freaked out and I drove to my parents' house and I confronted my mother about how we we as a family never uh, grieved properly over my brother's death and that she was in denial about my father having uh, dementia. And then I got the flu and I had to stay at my parents' house for a week uh, because my apartment had flooded. Uh, Well, I was going to riff on that for a little bit, but I think I'm not gonna. I think I'm not gonna. I think it ended up just being sad when I said it out loud. Uh, All right. Well, yeah, riff. Riff. This This is where my riff game comes in real clutch. Right now, how do I recover from a very sad end of this set? I think I'm just going to end it. <laughs> hey, Mike Whitaker! Oh. Yay! Or are you not ending it? You still have like 15 seconds. That's fine. Woo! Do we want to have 15 silence of a solemn... Should we, should, for your brother's death, should we all do 15 seconds of silence? Is we it should more not mourning do that, that your, <laughs> be more mourning than your family did. Yeah, Yay! probably not. I like your joke. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. oh a suicide joke. He ended in a suicide joke. 
Well, and you could bring that back. You could bring that back to the bathtub with the chicken, which is a great, great. There premise. we go. It's there very, we go. very funny with the, the, the bathtub and the chicken and the toaster. That was a little. I, I, I enjoyed that very much. That's a real uh, fucking sponsored post, by the way. What targeted advertising? How do they know? This is this is the actual post. I'll show it to you because you are in the front. That is what is what do you see in this photo? There there are candles and like rolled up towels to jack wow. off into in wow. the background. Yeah. Oh, this is a very visual joke for radio. It, it, but it's it's it, it's really funny that whole targeted marketing joke. Like why why and it, it that can even go into the beginning with a guy calling you ugly. Like why not say what am I fat too? Like <laughs> like they think clearly I, I clearly Popeye's thing. <laughs> no, but but you said at the beginning you basically said that uh, working on your personality alone isn't that was isn't that a euphemism I think, for I think not being handsome and being ugly are not the same. Well, wait, but when you say well, that you're <laughs> you're getting stuff based off your personality, I think that the the under I got you. Okay. I don't think you're ugly. I also don't think you're fat. So I mean, I've did been to I Arkansas. Think, is he fat at all? No, I know you did it, but the chicken. I'm sorry, chicken in a bathtub. <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> like they're targeted marketing you because they think you're something that you're not. That's the thing. And the guy at the beginning was targeting you because he thought you were something that you weren't. I thought that was the crux of everything. Am I missing it? That's fine. Maybe I've maybe I've revealed more things about myself through your your ex- exploration. Uh. This, this, there's so much more forensic evidence in this <laughs> this very sad life of mine. After th- I, well, I enjoy the targeted marketing stuff because oh, they send you, me they send me weird stuff too, and I I like it when people. What's the weirdest that. thing you get? I get Christian mingle a lot, even though really? I have a boyfriend, because I say fuck Jesus all the time. And so I think they think that I mean, like, I want to fuck Jesus, but I don't. So I get a but lot you of wanna, Christian you wanna, mingle. There, there's a portrait of Jesus staring at me. Yeah, I, I, th- I think a lot about Jesus. I like him a lot. Sexy man. But but also fuck him. In a- yeah, fuck Jesus. Yeah. Uh, this might just be me, and it might kind of obscure that the punchline is suicide, but with the bathtub, I was a little disappointed that the appliance being used to kill yourself could not warm up the chicken. You don't put chicken in a toaster. I'm wondering if that should be a toaster oven, and then when the audience reacts like, oh, you can just be like, to warm the chicken, I've, and I, kill I, I feel like the, the thing people use to kill themselves in bathtubs is a toaster. Yeah. Classic. Like, mm-hmm. like as, a, as a reoccurring trope. Yeah. That or a hairdryer. But a hairdryer has like this the CDV thing that clicks off automatically. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know. I haven't tried to kill myself that way before, so I'm not sure if it works. <laughs> uh, the one thing that I, when you said you went running with the, your dog and uh, it, it was raining outside, yeah, I kind of wondered if that was just you in the shower with your dog. No, 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 no. I I went what, running and the streetlights were on. And it was raining, but like some people still had their Christmas decorations up. It was really quite lovely. <laughs> Any more comments? I hope not. Mike Whitaker, everyone! All right. Uh, so in order to make it through this list before the end of the show, there is no show at 8 o'clock, but, so we can go all the way up to the 8 o'clock hour, but we still can only do three minutes, and it's going to be fast, and I won't talk in between. Hey, everybody, thanks for your patience. If you've been waiting, put your hands together for Lydia Damon. She gone? She left. 
It's Madison Dunnitz! Hey. Don't mind me bouncing continuously. I just have to pee really bad. But like after Matthew Quirk explained everything he did in the bathroom, I decided to wait till I got home. Uh, it's cool. I can make it. Uh, what did I want to talk about? Oh, you know how we're always telling women to like value themselves more and it's always kind of like corny, you know, like you're worth it or feel good about yourself. No, nobody's ever heard that. It's cool. Um, my friend's a social worker and right now she's working with this girl who um, gives blowjobs for Big Macs. It's like, no, you literally need to value yourself more. Like you can charge more than that. <laughs> you're better than that. But um, realistically, middle schoolers are the worst. Like, if there's one group you're still allowed to hate, it's middle schoolers. Because, like, you know, everyone goes through it. They don't like themselves. Middle school is basically just like, oh, we got to just, like, burn through these puberty years. Like, nobody's trying to learn anything in middle school. So I think we should start using it for something else. I think um, we should use it to prevent crime, you know? Like, what if instead of going to prison... You had to spend five years teaching middle school. <laughs> Fuck no, people would not commit crime anymore. Like there is a group of people out there who are just absolutely terrifying and they are 16 year old girls. I've never been so afraid in my life. They just, they know just enough about like life to hit you where it hurts, but like not enough, enough about life to have empathy. So they do say it. What else did I want to say about middle schoolers and my hatred for them? Oh, they smell bad, too. Because, you know, they're going through that weird stage where like, they don't wear deodorant and they don't know they need it. My teacher used to call it the eighth grade ickies. I think it's like pretty accurate. So that's the plan. We're going to replace prisons with middle schools. And I think we're not going to see, well, we'll see a reduction in crime, but like no difference in the children. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? <laughs> my notebook so far away no I don't want it I'm working on remembering things it's not going well um oh guys we live in the future it's so exciting I can charge my weed and my vibrator with the same thing I never need batteries again living the dream I mean it's not the future I think we thought we'd have like there's no flying cars but maybe it's the future we deserve thank you for appreciating that deep moment um, okay, one more minute to kill. What do we say? What do we say? Um, I find that the best time to ask my friends about their masturbation habits is at brunch. Same, same. I mean, like, generally, you know, they've had a couple of drinks, but it's in the morning, so nobody's, like, trying to booty call someone. Like, that's what Sunday afternoons are for, right? Yeah. Um, and see, my problem with masturbation is, like, it's something kind of by definition you do alone so like how do you know if you're doing it right like what if you could be doing it better I have like pretty bad imposter syndrome around masturbating it's stressful for me um but the best tip that I've ever gotten about masturbating is don't like you know you know you have your fantasy person or whatever but you know what's really good to get off on is um thinking about you having your life together it's so hot so now I masturbate to the idea of me, but like I have curtains. And I think my neighbors would appreciate that too. Thanks, I'm Madison. Madison Dunnitz, what a pleasure to have you back. You disappeared for like six months. You're an ex comedian. Put your hands together for Zoe Virani.
up everyone how are we doing yeah so uh i know what you're thinking when you look at me i look like brown seinfeld yeah it's true um it's true it's true i can't help it it's just i was born this way um and i just got always think like what's the deal with white girls and brunch and why why do they always get these one and a half hour waits with avocado toast you could just go home and uh you can put a toast in the oven and some avocado and use YouTube to figure it all out. You know, that's just what I think about uh, that. Um, so I, my name is Zoheb uh, and it's often fucked up uh, all the time. Recently, somebody called me Zohan and I just responded with and I just felt like that was appropriate because if you're gonna fuck up my name, I'm gonna give it right back to you because that seems uh, fair. Um, and I grew up in the South uh, so growing up in the South was kind of weird with a name like Zoheb. Um, kids are named like Billy Sue and Gene Bob and they're cousins naturally. Uh, and they're also fucking each other. Um, and I don't know which one was the male of the two I just named. That's the hard part of that. Na those two names. Uh, but I got bullied a lot in the South too, uh, by my mom. Uh, she really like loved to, you know, bully the shit out of me. I didn't get swirlies. I got my curry taken away. Um, so yeah, that was kind of tough. And, uh, speaking of bullying, uh, I recently went home to Houston and, uh, I have this, uh, I'm 30 and I'm single and I have an 82 year old grandmother who's widowed. Uh, and every time I go home, she always asks me this one question. She goes, Beta, apka shadi kab main which for all of you translates to grandson, I'm going, when are you going to get married? I'm going to die soon. That's a lot of emotional abuse from a grandmother for me to deal with. And so then I look at her and I start, I begin to explain the concept of, of Bumble and Tinder and Hinge and meeting people. <laughs> and for her, you know, you, that's like foreign territory. She got married at 18 to a man that was shorter than her by choice. No guys, it wasn't by choice. She was 18, she was forced into it. And so I started explaining everything and she, she was like, what and I was like that this is fair you, you're never gonna understand this uh, and so I realized that there is an answer I want to tell her and it's the answer is after you die because it's kind of true I mean and I think if I just tell her it might shock her right into it and we could expedite this whole process along um, another thing is, uh, I recently went to a concert, um, and it was like one of those like really sexy concerts. Uh, and the concert was like so sexy. It was the weekend, the artist, of the weekend. He has like this like, really romantic, like sweet music. Uh, and so at this concert, he was playing, he was singing his stuff. And on the back behind him, there was screens and he started playing full on girl on girl, Asian porn this really happened and I was like damn this is romantic and sexy as hell I am into this with this girl and then I look over at her and I'm like little sister we should probably leave and she looks back at me and she's like maybe we should stay all right that's it that's all I got so Verani, the brown Seinfeld what's the deal with Bumble that was funny your next comedian He's been waiting all night, too. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for donating your two bucks to Mutiny Radio. It's Kevin August. All right. You guys, I got four bucks because I have debts to pay. 
Um, how are we? How are you doing, man? Good, good, good. Um, you guys, my uh, a friend of mine recently got mugged at gunpoint, uh, which is a serious, yeah, she's all about it. Um, serious thing. Uh, the thing about um, being having someone pull a gun on you is you literally have one chance to convince them not to shoot you, you know, uh, which is why I'm learning to backflip. Um, because how are you going to fucking shoot a dude who just landed a backflip? Am I right? You're not. You're going to put the gun away. You're going to apologize and you're going to slowly back away. Uh, it's not about combating them. It's about upstaging them. You guys, they don't like it when you take the spotlight away. Um, my wife recently told me about a cousin she has that I've never met before who goes to a Christian high school where they're not allowed to dance. Uh, I fucked that up. They're not allowed to have prom because the only dancing they're allowed to do is for God. That was my reaction. I was like, fuck, I want to dance for God, you know? So I did. I lit some candles. I put on some mood music. I was like, this one's for you, big boy. And I really gave it to him, you guys. I shook what he gave me. I was like, I mean, I did it on a Sunday. I figured that's his day off. Like, what's he going to do? Stop oppressing women and minorities and come kick my ass, you know? Um, you guys, there's no, no need to beat around the burning bush here. I was baptized Catholic, and now I'm more of like uh, what you'd call an atheist twice removed on my father's side. Um, it's a little bit different. I don't know if you guys know, but the baptism for an atheist is uh, basically where you get spit on outside of a Planned Parenthood. Um, just that one thing and woo, you're in. Uh, it's pretty quick. You guys, I'm, uh, I'm going to drop some hot knowledge. Your parents would be really bummed if they knew I was telling you this, but look, you're old enough now, and I think it's, it's time we talked. Um, you guys, God is just Santa for adults. Um, it's true. I mean, think about it, you know? He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows the things you take. He knows if you've been bad or good. He'll send you straight to hell today. Oh, you better not doubt. You better not cry. But if your lady cheats on you, you stone your fucking wife. Cause that's how long this lie has been around. Woo! I know that's heavy. Oh, my Santa. Um, you guys, listen. The thing is, once you realize it, you like take that crutch out from under your arm, you just want to live life like a good person anyway, because, I mean, let's be honest, jury's still out on the Easter Bunny, you know? Um, I know that's heavy, so I've got a little, a little anecdote to lighten the mood, you guys. The other day, I was ordering food at a Mexican food restaurant in the Mission, uh, and the guy in front of me was one of these guys that had a list of his order, but he had to tell the person the name of who every, each food item was for. Uh, so he's like, oh, yeah, I need a tostada for Todd. Uh, then I got three burritos. Uh, it's going to be a barbacoa for Noah, uh, carnitas for me, and uh, Al Pastor for Pastor Al. I'm like, bro, no one fucking cares who your food order's for. They're not going to write it on the burritos. Was this all just some weird ruse for you to brag about hanging with Pastor Al? Like, <laughs> come on. Uh, that didn't happen. That's a joke just for me, you guys. And I got a kick out of it. It's my first time performing it. Thanks for hanging in there. Um, I'll leave you guys with this. I, uh, my wife, um, I, my first New Year's resolution of the year was to join a gym, right? And then yesterday, I joined my friend gym at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Um, and the thing is, I, I need to work out. I need to, I need to hit a gym. Um, occasionally, I lift, but most of the time, I Uber. The point is, I, I need to be getting active. Um, I'm just going to leave it there. You guys have been great. Thank you for your attention. Yay! Kevin August, that was a really funny set. Kevin August, yay! Woo!
That's very funny. Your next comedian, James Bostwick. Did he leave? James Bostwick. He left. Starler Burns. What's up, mutiny? I got to start getting here earlier because this is dire. <laughs> oh, how's it going tonight? You feeling it? I am not feeling it. I am very hungry, so I'm going to get this shit over with and go home and get a sandwich. Let's see. So this one's a little bit avant-garde. I got a feeling with the energy in the room, it's not going to work at all. But that's okay. If I can make someone smile, that's enough. So y'all know what furries are, right? Yeah, in fact, buzz off if you don't. Like, this is San Francisco in 2019. What kind of deviant weirdo doesn't know what a furry is? So I have a friend who's a furry. Actually, I don't know if I'd call him a friend. I don't think I'm cool enough to run with his wolf pack. But I have a friend who's a furry, and he told me that there are people whose furry personas, or if you're in the game, fursonas, whose fursonas are insects, bugs, which I found incredibly interesting because if furries were real and we were all animal people, like Pam was a stork and I was a possum, and there were also insect furries, I feel like I would be racist to the insect furries. Like, they're bugs, that's gross. And I might try to hide it like, oh, I don't see species. One of my dearest friends is a grasshopper. But really, I think it would be more like, no daughter of mine is going to marry a god dang cricket. You're dead to me, Princess Lillian Foxfire. <sighs> it would be a lot. It would be a situation. Be mailing the government letter bombs and shit. Uh, a lot of work. You know, thinking about it, I'm not sure what to do with this hatred in my heart, this bigotry. It's not like furries are real, and I'm not racist towards any humans. Well, consciously racist. I'm still a young man, so I'm sure I still have plenty of instances of unconscious racism ahead of me. Or as I call them, whoopsie daisies. That's the end of that bit. The final two words of that bit are whoopsie daisies. That's why I came to Joke Workshop, y'all, and I'm not getting feedback tonight. Okay, I got about a minute, so let's stick with politics, because that's what people want to hear out their open mics. Everyone's favorite. What is the difference between Donald Trump and a rotting jack-o'-lantern? Say, what's the difference? I want a full sentence. That's where it is going, yeah. Let's see. One is a sagging orange affront to reason and common decency, and the other is Donald Trump. I mean, he's an asshole, though. Yep, it's a little bit of an anti-joke, so thank you for the anti-laughter. Another difference is that I did not get in an argument with my landlord over all the Donald Trumps in my lawn that escalated to physical violence. And I'm going to peace out on that, y'all. Thank you for sticking around. Big orange affront to, I like all those words together. You're two comedians left. Thanks for holding together, everybody. It's Sammy Raza. Is she gone? Oh, okay. 
Are you getting up on stage? We're running out of time. <laughs> So some of this is a little bit um, me trying to figure out what's funny, what's not funny, and I'm so glad there's like two people here, you know what I mean? Um, that helps because, uh, you know, I kind of have been like going through this whole like dating process and, uh, you know, everybody dates, right? Um, but I have been considering about dating somebody from ISIS, right? Like, you know, meh. Um, and, and how that goes is a little bit because of how they are who they are. I am who I am. And God bless my mom's heart. You know, she, she's set up an entire, like, online profile dating for me, you know? Which is fine. Um, and with the whole ISIS thing, it's, it's kind of funny because... You know, they have their, like, certain criterias. And my mom has her certain criterias. And at the end of the day, it's kind of like, at some point, they kind of mesh. And, and, and interestingly enough, with my mom, it's supposed to be like, you know, you, you're supposed to date a guy who's Indian. Blah. You're supposed to date a guy who's Muslim. Blech. She kind of gave up on the fact that, like, the Indian piece of it, you know, so at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, I'm supposed to, supposed to date a guy who is Muslim. Um, and with the whole ISIS thing, though, it's kind of like, I don't know if you guys know this, it's um, statistically 70% of the people who are ISIS, they are not Arab. They're actually European descent. They are your people who are from the United Kingdom. They are Germans. They are Swiss who have decided to become and convert to be Muslim. Oh, I'm about to get cut off in like three seconds. So that being said, um, I now have this choice of dating a dating a guy and which of my mom would approve. So, you know, I've considered it and so my mom signed up for my mom has like absolutely signed up for any kinds of websites of of, you know, muslimdating.com, indianmen.dating.com and so sure enough it's kind of like isis isisdean.com you know and i get i kind of get the best of both worlds in that case because i get to date i get to date a white guy who has a beard um who also tends to be a muslim you know what i mean so it's kind of like oh okay i can date a dude who's white and muslim has a beard and my mom would be happy with. Um, the thing about that, though, is I've dated everybody under the sun. 
which she does not know about um, because you know being a Muslim is kind of like mm, you don't tell things to your parents um, but you know it works for her because it's kind of like uh, it's Muslim he's white and he has a beard doesn't matter at the end of the day it's like if I can do that then that works but you know because I've dated so many men I think I've come to the conclusion that like I think I can date a tree and with a tree though it's kind of like if you met, if you date a tree it's 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 I kind of I kind of like can express what I want to do and the, and the tree doesn't talk back to me with with a a guy who's Muslim. I'm sorry, you're way over time, and we have one comic left. You went sorry. you went five minutes, and then it's you took not- thirty seconds. On you just took thirty seconds to get on stage. Everybody, Sammy Raza. I hate to do it, but we have three minutes and thirty seconds left for Mike Evans Jr. Hello, hello. Uh, real quick, so I just went to Sundance Film Festival for the first time ever. Um, a lot of fucking fun. Uh, I fucked no one, which was very upsetting. Um, it's the first thing I thought about when I was out there because I was on Tinder. And if you're, in, if you're on Tinder in Utah as a black man, it's pretty exciting. It's great. I was getting so many matches. It was ridiculous. I was telling people, I was like, yeah, I'm in this movie. But I was also telling some people, yeah, I'm on the Utah Jazz because I'm black. I feel like those are the only two reasons someone would see me in the snow. Um, what's scary, though, is that I work with kids. I've told this before, uh, on the stage before, and um, most of my jokes as a stand-up comedian involve my dick and racism. And so for pretty much my worst nightmare working with kids is that one of the kids looks me up one day and is like, holy shit, Mr. Mike talks about fucking people. Well, not fucking people. I get... I have pretty mean erectile dysfunction as a 24-year-old person. And so I don't want the kids to, you know, look up to me when they should be fucking people. Um, I just really want to make eye contact with one person for that whole set. Um, But yeah, so no, so today I walk into class. It was really fucking weird. This kid stands up and was like, Mr. Mike, you're in a movie. And I was like, no, kids. Nope. He's, nope. Shut up. No, he's not even, he's not even real. Like, uh, like, he's making stuff up. This kid is crazy. I literally pulled the kid. This is a real story. I pulled the kid outside of class today and I was like, hey, Daniel. All right. So I have two jobs. Okay. I'm your teacher and I'm an actor. But if you tell anybody the second job, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if he tells that story, I'll get fired for two reasons. One, threatening a child of murder. And two, um, telling dick jokes that everyone's going to look up one day. That's what I'm nervous about. Because I think I have about 90 seconds left, I'll tell this part of the story too. So while going to Sundance Film Festival, I took a bus from SF to LA and then fucking got picked up by the producers of the movie from LA driving all the way to Salt Lake City. After Salt Lake City, like after the festival itself, I flew from Salt Lake City to Arizona and from Arizona to here. And that whole time, think about everywhere I just said, that whole time I didn't see one Trump sticker. 
blows my fucking mind. I was nervous. That's the whole time because I, I haven't even been outside the country yet. But so like to go through Arizona, Nevada, and Utah, I was like, I might get shot. So it didn't happen. Not one Trump sticker. And I had to think about it. Maybe Trump's dumbass is reversing white supremacy. But that's not true. My name is Mike Evans. <laughs> Have a good night. Hey, he wants some pussy. That's what the kids will be screaming. Hey, we want some pussy. That's what they'll look up. It'll be great. It's eight seconds left on this podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here and fitting everyone in tonight. Bye.